Good day to you ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Focus, episode 88, the review for Joker. East and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film related discussion. And it's review time once again, and you know I had to come back to do a review for this film. It's the most notable film of this time of year so far. It's October, so you know we gotta talk about Joker. As you heard from the start of the episode, this is a Joker review, and I have been looking forward to this film for a while now. It was at first more or less just curiosity as a film in the DC adaptation department that was going to be separate from the DCEU, handled by Todd Phillips, who was mainly known for his Hangover movies and that War Dogs film that came out not too long ago. And it was going to be starring Joaquin Phoenix, one of the most you know celebrated and really good actors in the uh, industry so far. Yeah, I was on board. I was mainly curious more so than anything else and as we saw like the reveals of like what this new incarnation with the Joker would look like I was like this is a very different and casual kind of look but it still invokes some of those like Joker-esque vibes. It kind of felt to me like a mixture of the old Cesar Romero kind of color scheme of Joker but then with a little bit of that realistic slash gritty look that Heath Ledger had in The Dark Knight but it had its own sort of unique style and after a little while, I sort of, you know, was looking at it. And I was like, you know what, this is actually a pretty good look. And then the first trailer came out. And I was like, you know what, that was pretty good. Nice choice of song. It looked really creepy and unnerving and strange, but really cool. I like the look of the cast. Several different individuals I knew, like um, Zazie Beats, Robert De Niro, and Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, I was liking the look of this. The tone looked all sorts of dark and interesting. I was in. But then the second trailer came in. I was like, yo, mate, that second trailer was pretty good, if not better than the last one. I think I like the choice of music in the first one more so, but this was just looking like a very intriguing film to me. And slowly but surely over the last like couple months, my hype levels for this film was increasing by the day. And then when I heard like the really positive early word of mouth for it, I was like, whoa we could be having another one of those Dark Knight situations on our hands and then the film started to show up in the uh, eyes of like a lot more critics but also some early film uh, fan opinions were like online as well and then that's where things started to get a little bit more mixed now it was just one day after a lot of people saw it in the Thursday night screening that I got to see it I saw it opening night and yeah man, uh, it was very interesting how polarizing the opinions on this film started to become. And there were a good number of critics who loved it, but then there was also a number who didn't. And then now it just seems like most fans are just in love with this movie. And then there's some who aren't. And now there's a lot of people just squabbling online as to say like, oh yeah, how good or how bad this film is. Although it's generally just being said that this film is like, you know, a masterpiece that all needs to be seen and all that jazz. And so yes, I have thoughts on this film, a lot of thoughts, 
but I don't want to go back and talk your ear off and bore you to death with me just murmuring. So I'll try to be as concise as possible and I'll try to get to the point because the thing is my head, uh, you know, in relation to this film feels like a crazy hurricane, but I need to try and work my way through the madness and then try to find the center so I can deliver to you my most comprehensive and yet like, you know, was it articulated thoughts, but in simple terms, you know? So as we do, Anytime we do these reviews, we talk about the story, characters, presentation, and then we offer the overall conclusion. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Okay, and now it's time to talk about the plot, and it can be summed up as the following. Joga happens to take place in the 1980s and tells a very different origin story from what we've known about the character in the comics. We happen to focus on Arthur Fleck, a mentally ill, failed stand-up comedian who turns to a life of crime and chaos in Gotham City. And that's the best way for me to sum it up without going into the area of spoilers. Now, this film, when I first saw it, I thought was probably one of the most intense experiences I've had in the cinema. No joke. Now, I only ever feel like, you know, was it uh, tense or like, you know, was it proper engaged in that kind of way more or less when I'm watching horror films or like you know maybe like certain types of thrillers um, but yeah this film just had my heart going especially towards like the latter side of the film where everything starts to escalate and get a l pretty much out of hand I found my heart just continuously going and then by the time the film was over even for about maybe 10 minutes after I was just waiting for the train I was just like yo my heart's still going man that film elicited like you know was it feelings that I only get in horror movies so yeah maybe I'm just a pansy maybe I'm not man enough but honestly there was just stuff in this film that shocked me more so than I expected and the interesting thing is the film ended up being pretty much what I expected it to be from what I saw in the trailers but it was so much more it was just a more visceral and engaging experience but that's the best thing about it really in the sense that it was engaging that's the one thing that a film has to be in order to be of a certain type of quality and this film was that. For the most part, I found the film to just be very fascinating. That's the word that I'd use to describe this film overall. So yeah, this film is an origin story, but as opposed to the standard superhero slash comic book film where we witness the heroes rise, this is the protagonist descent into the role of the villain. And it just progressively gets darker as certain events play out and certain actions are taken. And yeah, it's been said before, but it needs to be mentioned again, this film is dark, very dark. It was so bleak, unnerving, unsettling, creepy, and just downright depressing at times. And while I wouldn't say it's as depressing as probably the worst experience I had in that department, which was Requiem for a Dream, that's the one film I don't think I'll ever watch again, just because that film crushes you. Crushes you and crushes you again and leaves you with barely a soul once you're done watching that film. This film isn't on that same level, but I would say it invokes certain feelings in that same vein where, you know, you're watching certain things and as the film gets progressively darker, twisted and just unsettling, you're just like, yo man, how much more are you going to throw at me, you know? It feels like you're on a roller coaster ride, but there's no safety harnesses, so you have to like, you know, wedge yourself into the ride and hope you don't fall out. That's what it's like watching a Joker movie. But the interesting thing is, amidst the darkness and unsettling material, there is beauty to be found in this film. There are some genuinely wonderful and fascinating, again, 
material in this film and thought-provoking stuff. This film makes you question certain things about not only the world that Arthur is involved in, but some of the action that he has, how it relates to the real world, and just, yeah, it makes you think, you know. And I like a thinking movie. Even though I may not be smart enough to be able to interpret these things on, you know, a higher level that some other people can, I just like the fact that the film, you know, allows me to, you know, ponder about certain things. And beyond, like, you know, the fascinating and beautiful aspects of the film, there is humor to be found as well. And while some of it was intentional, I'm not sure some of it was, some of these moments where it's just like, there's some pretty bad stuff happening and you're sort of chuckling and like, am I supposed to be laughing at that? I don't know, but for the most part, yeah, it was pretty good. I would just say some of the darker, more intense aspects of this film just didn't sit right with me. It was just like, damn. And I've seen all manner of like, you know, sort of intense and violent things beforehand, but this film sort of displayed certain things in the story where it's just like, yo, that's on another level for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the first time I watched this, I was just, you know, pondering about it a little bit. And now that I've had some a few days away from it to think about it a little bit more. I am coming around on the film a little bit more than I did the first time round. So yeah, I'm definitely I can definitely see why people enjoyed this story. It's not completely outside of the box. There are certainly familiar elements that I've seen in other films, but it's done pretty well in this one. And I think it stands out just because in the comic book superhero space that we have at the moment, there's not quite something that's been as notable as this that's been done in the way in which it has. I also quite like this world that um, this film has created. This is a similar yet different kind of Gotham City than we've had in the previous incarnations. While it lacks a distinctive visual style, the world that it inhabits is a lot bleaker, unsettling, and just horrible than what we've seen before. And you really get a sense that this world feels well established and lived in and it's just a mess you can tell that like you know there's all sorts of problems there's people constantly talking about all these issues from crime to waste disposal and you can tell that this city's been on a downward spiral for a while now there's some issues that's deep-rooted and systemic and there's clearly a hierarchy and higher powers at play that keeps things in the way in which they are it's just a very very bleak horrible world to live in but again is one of those sort of ones where you're just like yeah this is no good so just to summarize the story i thought was pretty strong again there were certain things that just didn't gel with me but overall still pretty good all right and now it's time to talk about the cast and i believe that everybody did really good in their roles but obviously the shining star is joaquin phoenix as arthur fleck aka joker phoenix if you haven't heard already, did a damn good job in this role. He was incredible. The amount of charisma and charm and magnetism that he carried throughout the film was incredible. But it's also the subtlety in his performance, which is also very, really good, especially in the quieter moments as well. He was just damn impressive. And let's just talk about Arthur Fleck for a second. Arthur is a character who clearly has issues, he's gone through a lot in his past and he's just someone that's trying to exist in the world and trying to make the best of his current situation but clearly life is not playing ball and just likes to crap on him on any occasion that it gets. 
And while, like, you know, was it the guy eventually becomes a very corrupt individual at the same time, you can't help but, you know, was it at least understand him from, like, the situation he's in. Arthur essentially lives in hell, or something close to it, as it has a lot of terrible people, whether they are outwardly corrupt slash evil or not. The city is getting harder to live in with more problems amounting, and the lower class people feel ignored as the rich and powerful continue to live their fancy lives. So it's not surprising that Arthur, with all his issues, would fall down the rabbit hole into darkness and discover his purpose and become something more. And just seeing him go on that journey is just very, very again fascinating to me the story is fascinating and so is the character and just seeing how he deals with some of these situations in no way that a normal i guess slash sane person would he handles these things in just such interesting ways where you ponder yourself what's going through his head what's his thought process is he even thinking at all and then it makes you wonder what would i do in said situation there's certain moments in this film where I really just want to sit down and just talk to maybe a psychologist or maybe just other like-minded film fans and just think about what does this mean and what's going on in this man's head because it's just wow you know oh and one other thing I've almost forgot was uh, Arthur's laugh that was a very key thing that separate him from previous incarnations of the Joker because the Joker's laugh has had many different forms whether it be in live action or in animation and for me my boy Mark Hamill will always be top dog when it comes to having the best laugh of the Joker that being said changing the Joker's laugh from something that he can do of his own free will to being something as part of his mental illness as in something that he cannot control like a nervous tick that was very very interesting in terms of a choice because yeah you see this guy in several different situations where he can't help but laugh but it's not a proper laugh it's just something that's you know part of him that he can't control and to see how that played out in several different scenarios it was just like wow man and to see the physical performance that Joaquin had to like you know invoke in that film you could see this guy was laughing from his gut and in pain during certain sequences when he's laughing it's just like wow it's so weird and different and interesting to see one of the more iconic aspects of this character become something that they can't control something that is like you know was it more of a hindrance than something that they can celebrate you know and yeah just wow and then when it comes to all the other like you know actors slash actresses in this film they were also pretty good robert de niro as murray franklin he was pretty good this is another one of those de niro roles where he's definitely putting in a lot more effort than he does with some of these other films and he's definitely picked a better role than some of the other films that we've seen him in recently but yeah he was fairly charismatic and fun and rude and all the all sorts of good stuff Zazie Beats as Sophie she was pretty good as well I liked seeing her in this film and she had an interesting part to play and uh, Frances Conroy as Penny Fleck I really liked her she was such a sweet old lady who was Arthur's mom and she had like these really good scenes with Arthur that was pretty good as well uh, Brett Cullen as Thomas Wayne he was also pretty decent in his role as well and yeah everybody just did a good job in their roles like nothing to complain about in that department alright and now we move on to the presentation and this is another one of the film's strengths 
visually this film is very well crafted it has everything articulated in a very very good way the way things are framed in this film everything has purpose you can see a lot of things whether they be minor or major I like the use of color in this film and the light and good gravy especially when certain things go dark or like sinister or crazy things are happening the lighting is always on point to help illustrate the you know more darker and like uh, sinister things going on it's really well done and I like the way certain things are filmed certain certain choices of angles and uh, just scenes they're just crafted in a really good way where like the cinematography is just really good they're just perfectly framed moments that you could easily turn into several different photographs and, or screenshots it's just really well done in the visual department and the other thing that's also really good is the film score the film score in this film in one word haunting this film score is perfect for this film in the sense that everything that you feel in this film is accentuated by the music that goes along with it and besides the really good choice of like songs that's implemented in this film for you know happy melancholy or more sinister or crazier moments the film score is there just to help elevate everything as well and the composer that worked on this she is damn good I've never heard of her before but I hope she gets a lot more work after this her name is next to impossible to me for me to pronounce without like you know sound like a dummy so I'm gonna give it my best shot we have Hildor Gundautiri man I probably butchered that but we're just gonna call her Hildor G she's from Iceland and she is damn good at her job I'm not sure this has the kind of sound that I will remember outside of the film but within the film itself it was a pretty much near perfect score because what's the film score supposed to do help accentuate the action on screen and it did so in spades so yeah the presentation department both in the visual and audio department solid all right and now it comes to my overall thoughts on the film i think joker for the most part is a pretty good film and yes i can understand why some people are labeling this like you know a masterpiece and that is a really good film because it definitely takes a complete different approach to how like you know was it we've seen superhero slash comic book origin stories and it's very different from a lot of the stuff that marvel dc and some of these other like you know it studios have been like you know pumping out as of recent years and yeah there are some incredible beautiful dramatic and fantastic things about this film from the performances to the visual and audio department you know the presentation and the story has a lot of interesting things to say and obviously Joaquin's performance is damn good that being said there's certain aspects of the story and the intensity of the film that just wasn't for me you know it just didn't click with me and that's not because like you know was I love my you know films to be happy-go-lucky light-hearted humorous adventures it's just that for me this film just didn't resonate with me in the same way that it did for other audiences and that's fine and here's the thing we've gotten to this point where we talk about films online and it gets a little awkward slash impossible to talk about you know films in a civilized manner because some people just want to go about and say their opinion is fact and then dismiss anybody who doesn't have the same opinion and then we just end up squabbling going around in circles for ages and 
that's not helping anybody, you know? The reason I do this and the reason I continue to talk about film in any way, shape or form is because I love the discussion behind it. Getting people together who are like-minded, not in terms of just, you know, having similar opinions, but who appreciate film and have like, you know, a certain head on their shoulders where they can talk about it and articulate their thoughts in a certain detailed kind of way. I love that crap. It's the whole reason I started like, you know, getting into film a lot more after I started learning about it in college. That's the whole reason why I love doing this kind of stuff. So whenever I can find someone online who is a civilized individual who doesn't want to just shout their own opinions about random stuff, you know, we can get into good conversations. And even if I don't agree with said person, they can help me see a point of view that I wasn't expecting. And I just love discussion about film. And this film feels like one of those sort of ones where if you can cut through the noise, you can find people who have interesting opinions about this. And with this film having all of its interesting, mysterious and like, you know, crazy things that you could theorize about, I really want to have a conversation with someone or people about this movie. And yeah, one of the other things I also appreciate about the Joker movie is that we've come to see the comic book genre really grow and expand over the last 11 years. And I feel we're at a point now where the genre needs some variation and has to have some distinctive films in order to stand out beyond your standard adventures. And regardless of whether you like the Joker film, you know, whether it was your cup of tea or not, it shows that if you have a clear vision, you can create something pretty special within the comic book slash superhero genre space that can connect with audiences in a different way than what we've come to expect. And I hope that filmmakers and studios take the right lessons away from this film and don't try to imitate this film's success by creating more dark and gritty films, but see that films like this that exist outside of the norm that fall into that sort of elseworld slash what if department of comics can translate to film if you have the right people behind it. So yeah, I like that this film is different. While it's not the kind of different that I'm overall into at the same time i'm happy that exists and i want to see more risks and more like you know variation in the comic book genre as we go ahead because that's the only way that you know this whole genre will progress and not feel stagnant and die so yeah joker movie i would say if you have any interest in watching it i would recommend it even if you don't end up watching it now, watch it when it comes out on, like, you know, was it home video, like, uh, you know, DVD, Blu-ray, digital, whatever. Because this is a film that needs to be seen. And then once you've seen it, you'll be having discussions about it for a long-ass time, believe me. I know I'm going to be talking about this film for a while. So, yeah, if you have any thoughts on the film, whether you liked it, disliked it, or you're somewhere in between like me, I want to hear your thoughts. Talk to me. I'm right here, baby. And you can also, you know, holler at me on Twitter why I'm at Hypersonic 55 or at FilmFocus55 or via the email thehypersonic 55 at gmail.com. We're on SoundCloud and we're on iTunes. And yeah, man, just I want to talk about this film in any way, shape or form. And again, I want to have just civil discourse about it because there's a lot of really interesting and fascinating and strange and unnerving things to take away from it that. I want to talk about but you know just here's the thing at the same time if you're treating this film like it's the second coming of Christ which I don't personally find it that way and I feel like you know was it some people are just gonna take the wrong like you know lessons slash opinions 
about this film, sort of like the way in which The Dark Knight, when that came out, everyone was just like, oh, this is the new standard of superhero films. Everything needs to be dark and gritty and realistic, and every other superhero film that exists within the space that's not this doesn't exist. I don't want that BS. Everything has value. And unless it's actually crap, then yeah, everything can be different. Some things can be lighthearted, some things can be humorous, some things can be dark. Everything has value. As long as it's different and entertaining, let's all just enjoy it. Let's not all be like, you know, horrible little people squabbling about what's better and what's not. Let's just have civil discourse. And that's what I want for this episode as well. So that's my, you know, thoughts out there. Hopefully you found it of value. And with that, this is another episode of Film Focus I'm going to bring to a close. Thank you for listening as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.